Are you wanting real answers for all things fitness and nutrition related? If so, you're in the right place. Our goal here on the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast is to help you navigate your journey to a healthier, happier you, one podcast episode at a time. So grab a glass of water or a good cup of coffee and tune in for today's topic. Now let's do this, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the Fitness Nutritionist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to keep a well-stocked pantry and just being proactive and prepared for some situations that might come up where you might have some shortages of food. And I want to start this podcast off with saying this is not my favorite topic to talk about. I'm not that big. I'm always the one who, if we go to baseball games or if we go out of town or on trips, Mandy is always prepared. And I'm the one who did not think ahead. I don't pack all the food and this and that. My mother-in-law is great at that. If we're going anywhere, she has a stock with food and she's ready. But I do think that this is an important topic to talk about today. And I know Mandy, you and I both work in healthcare facilities Mm -hmm. and it is even a law there. It's something that we have to inspect and monitor to ensure that The nursing facilities are keeping an emergent, they call it an emergency supply of food. And, you know, I've inspected healthcare facilities for years. And I'll be honest and say, I never really understood the true importance of that. I just always thought, okay, let me make sure they have their emergency supply ready. But I never, I'm one of those kind that I tend to just downplay things. I don't really see. Yeah. And then we live in Texas. And so let me just give you a quick example of, of why this can be important. So we live in Texas. I live in East Texas. We very rarely see snow. And even worse than that, we rare, rarer than that, we never have storms. We never have snowstorms. Well, the past two winters, we've had ice, we've had snow, our towns have shut down. And lo and behold, if my facilities were not having to use that emergency supply, and I was like, oh, oh my goodness, because trucks couldn't get through. The roads were bad. We don't have the equipment in my area to clear these roads and things like that. And after 20 plus years of working in healthcare, I was like, and this is why it's important for nursing facilities to have this emergency supply because we just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So we had a patient last week ask for something at the hospital and we just told them, we're like, we don't have that. And they're like, well, you're a hospital. You should have everything. Well, hospitals, nursing homes, they're experiencing the same thing that you may be experiencing in your local grocery store when you go there and you're not finding a certain product. Stephanie, is there anything that you've seen in your local um, grocery store that you haven't been able to find? Uh, several months ago, there were quite a few things. And I just know this mainly, I am usually use the Walmart home delivery. Mm-hmm. And so I was noticing where I would place my order and then I would get this, these emails in and we're like, we're out of seven of your items or we're having to substitute. And I have to admit, like I was getting kind of frustrated right. and I'm like, 
what what's causing this? Why is this happening? And it was things that we typically eat on a routine basis. And they mm-hmm. were simple items. You know, I'm not talking like they were out of fancy things. This is like frozen sliced strawberries, right. things like that. Now I will say the past couple of months, it seems to have gotten better. I'll put in my order expecting to get that email and there hasn't been as many, but I do know that different parts of the country are affected differently. I think we all know that there's a shortage of infant formula out there right now. Um, so there are things that, that come into play. So that's what we want to talk about and just give you some tips today on how you can keep a well-stocked pantry and be prepared for those times for when there may be some food shortages. Right. What, what are you seeing, Mandy? Uh, well, recently that I've seen, um, and, and this is a pre-recorded podcast. So when we said baby formula, that was at that time of recording. So I actually go into the grocery store now and I'm seeing dog food is not um, as available. I would buy three different types of dog food. I'm now down to buying one type. Something else would be just to certain canned foods that I, I don't buy a lot of canned foods. So the ones I do buy, you know, if it's out, it is a little bit more noticeable for me, but more importantly, we need to find out why are we having shortages? Shortages may be a regional thing. We're here in Texas. You may be um, in one of the upper states. So those are typically due to our weather, whether it's storms, flooding, uh, droughts. I know here in Texas, in my area, we raise a lot of peaches. We're going to have a peach shortage this year because of the weather. The peaches aren't going to make as much. Um, We're also seeing supply chain um, issues continued. This started mostly because of COVID and we're now still seeing it. That's, there's not as many truck drivers out on the road. I don't know if a lot of people know, but um, our government changed the requirements of how someone can become a truck driver. Everybody now has to go to school. Well, school is expensive. So that might not be a profession some people may go into because they don't have the money to do truck driving school. Um, Diesel. Diesel is super expensive. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've said well, this and in gas. The past. Well, yeah. Oh, obviously gas. Uh, we own a trucking company and we farm around a thousand acres. So just from the farming aspect of it, taking out the trucking side, diesel is so expensive. So everything we do now, we're having to pass on to the customer. You know, we typically grow hay and we also have cattle. So meat has gone up. Um, I believe I saw this week, it was 31%. And of Again, we're pre-recording this. So that was at the time of recording. Eggs had gone up 14% and and just everything is going up. Well, it's because, I mean, I I saw actually a funny post on Facebook the other day, or I hope it was funny. Somebody said, I don't understand why meat is going up. All cows need is water and grass. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is semi-true, but that grass has to grow And it's things that you do to the ground, you know, like you're um, aerating it with your tractor, you have to have diesel, you know, if you're feeding, you know, that cow, anything, then the feed is going up, everything is just going up. Yeah. And then two labor shortages. I, now that's something we are experiencing. There's so many stores in town and, and yes. I see this even as I travel help wanted, you know, so even having a shortage of, of workers and laborers are causing, you know, they're not able to produce as much food production shortages are occurring. So just what, whatever, these are some of the reasons that we can have it, but 
let's talk about what you can do in order to, like I said, you might not ever use it. Like I inspected it for 20 plus years, wondering why we did that. And then, like I said, we got an ice storm here. So it can be from various things. But today, let's talk about some things that we can keep on hand. And I'm going to have to take this to heart too, because this is not the area that I'm best in. But what are some things that our listeners can purchase, what's a way that we can keep, quote, that emergency food supply, and that's just what we call it in nursing facilities, on hand at our at our own homes? Right. So um, I would recommend you keep a 30-day supply of food on hand. Some things that I keep on hand in my pantry, and I have a pretty well-stocked pantry, um, I keep dried beans, rice, pasta. Uh, we typically have to use gluten-free pasta And there for a while, it was super hard to find gluten-free pasta, Um, pasta sauce. um, You can even keep some canned meats, um, canned fruit. Um, Like I said earlier, with us being in Texas, we're seeing a drought and we're not seeing a drought just here in Texas. It's kind of all over. So there may be a shortage of some fruits and vegetables this year. So if you find something that goes on sale and it's something that your family uses, it doesn't hurt to buy a couple of cans of it, have that if you can, in case you need it. Yeah. So keeping those uh, canned foods, canned beans, canned peas, canned vegetables, um, things like that, that I buy just the minute may like the rice that you put in the microwave oh, yeah. and cook it. These are things that have a very long shelf life that you can keep on the shelf for months and months. Some of them, even years, you can always check the can and be sure that, that you're rotating those But the other thing that we can do is there's nothing wrong with frozen foods. You know, we tend to think, oh, we have fresh is best, which maybe, but we're talking about keeping a supply on hand. So those canned goods and then also those frozen goods are good ways to be sure that you have enough of food on hand. Yeah, we use a lot of frozen um, in our in our household if we're unable to get the fresh But something you do is once you have that well-stocked pantry, then each week when you're going to the grocery store, you're going to replenish what you use that week. So um, some other things you can do is um, don't have food waste. Anything that's left over, if you don't use it for your lunch the next day, then how can you recreate that and make another meal out of it? A lot of times in my nursing homes, I tell them, save all the vegetables, make um, a vegetable soup. Mm-hmm. Or if you had extra chicken, make chicken and rice soup. So try not to have any food waste. You can always freeze it. If it's, you know, I know cooking is super hard for me now. I was used to cooking for six people. Now I'm cooking for two people. So I don't get my portion sizes right all the time. So I will throw some something in the freezer and then I'm like, oh, hey, that'll make another meal. And then I pull it out and thaw it. Yeah. My mother-in-law is the queen of freezing. She has that little machine where you put it in oh, the bag yeah. and you seal it. And I I never thought of some of the things that she freezes, but she'll do that and then pull it out and it still tastes just as yes. good. So she literally freezes just about anything and it still tastes great. Oh, so I actually do that around the holidays. Like if I have um, celery that might be going bad, I'll chop it up and I'll vacuum pack it and I'll stick it in the freezer because I know I'm going to use that celery come Thanksgiving or Christmas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love that. Some other things you can do, if you can, you can grow a garden or maybe you you make a greenhouse that you can grow some things um, throughout the year. 
Yeah. And I like this grow a garden if you can. Now, you know, some people might be living in apartments or houses where they don't have a yard, but these can even be, and I think we've talked about this before, but um, you can go to Lowe's even in their garden section and you can buy pots. So tomatoes and peppers Peppers. and things like that. Um, I used to have a big garden, but to be honest, those are a lot of work. Um, So this doesn't have to be something that's big. Like I said, those, I know people that even have them on their windowsills and still get a good, a good supply of that. So, and I'm going to be honest with you, Stephanie, whether there may be food shortages or not, food prices are going up. So I'll be honest that I actually will buy some things like a couple extra things a week because I want to buy it at today's prices and not prices next month. Right. Yeah. And so so, it does help with my grocery budget too. Yeah. And and the way the thing that I think about, so for instance, when we had that storm that came through this past February or last February, like I said, our entire town shut down. And I wasn't really prepared for that either. But the thing to keep in mind too is these might not necessarily be like your favorite meals, but just having something to keep on hand. And and I try to do this even for when I'm super busy you know, keeping like I keep canned beans um, in my pantry. And like I said, the rice, and then I try to always have some meat that's frozen. I'll do just beans and rice and sausage or something like Mm -hmm. that. So it's more about not, you might not be having that perfect meal, but just have some of those staples on hand. And like we said, in the nursing facilities, it's kind of just being sure you have something to nourish you to, to get you through until, you know, the ice is gone or whatever it may be. Yeah. And one last thing we can talk about is canning. I cannot personally talk about canning. I've never been successful at it, but I know there's a lot of people out there that are. So, you know, you can always maybe take a class on it at your local uh, community center or find someone who does that successfully. Yeah. I'm not good at that either. Now, my nanny and my aunt and them, they had a canning kitchen actually. And they would can and it was always so amazing to me to go in and just like they literally could have fed an army right for months, but I don't have that knack. But yeah, that's a good thing. So keeping those canned, whatever it may be, the meat, you can do tuna, canned salmon, anything like I'm that. To be honest, that chicken. scares me. Canned <laughs> meat. Yes. It's not my favorite, but hey, it works. It now, does, yes. Although canned salmon, I like to make salmon patties, salmon patties out of canned salmon. Yeah. And then the salmon logs, my mom makes one of those. Um, she puts cream cheese in it and some nuts and parsley. She uses the canned salmon for mm-hmm. that. Um, I prefer fresh if I'm doing the salmon fillets, but you can do a lot of things with canned salmon, tuna. You can buy that chunk chicken breast that's in a can, but that's good sources of protein, the canned beans, like I said, keeping the rice on hand and then making good use of of your freezer space. I'm always buying the frozen sliced strawberries. I will even um, always try to have some of those. They're not the healthiest things, but again, if we're talking a situation where you can't get to the grocery store, there's some shortages there. Some of those, I tend to buy those Bertolis, just those frozen skillet meals in a bag, oh, okay. you know, and try to keep some of those. And I do that mainly for time or my husband likes right. to take those to work because you literally just pour it in the skillet and cook it. So it's oh, quick wow. and easy. 
but the same principle can apply here. So, well, other things you can keep on hand are nuts, beef jerky, Mm -hmm. granola bars, protein bars, you know, again, you know, like if we ever go through a time that um, you're unable to get a certain product, you, you really want to focus on eating that well-balanced meal, whether it's you're having to use, you know, canned fruit, canned vegetables, canned protein. Yeah. And let's not forget about mentioning the bottled water. So we're on a well at our place we and are too. we have had it, um, it go out before. So just ensuring that you, you do, I do rec- that is one thing I do try to keep is yeah. bottled water. And again, in nursing facilities, they're required to have an emergency supply of water because that's one thing that you really, you can't live without yeah. that. So, right. And then too, just an FYI there, you don't want to keep your bottled water. Like I used to keep mine out in the garage where it no. gets to be 115 degrees. You do want to keep that more at room temperature. So yes. store that inside. Okay. So Mandy, the listener question of the week, I had someone um, ask me, is it true that your metabolism changes as you age? So I'll be honest when I was younger and I heard women say, oh, when I was younger, it wasn't hard to keep my slim figure. And to be totally honest, I used to roll my eyes at that and think, oh, whatever. Well, I'm in my fifties now and I've done a lot of research on nutrition as we age, the things that happen as we age. And the truth is, yes, your metabolism does tend to change as you age. It's not just the women that are at that age making these things up. It it, it is backed by science. Yes, it's true. And I will tell you the main reason that that is happening though, is because of the loss of lean muscle mass that occurs as we age. And we do know that muscle mass does affect the rate at which we burn calories, even when we're at rest. So thank you for that question. It is true. You're not just dreaming that up and collagen and metabolism does slow down typically 3% a year once you reach a certain age. And we do tend to lose that lean muscle mass. Um, But I do want to tie that into our next episode. We're actually going to be talking about perimenopause and menopause and what exactly is that and some of the changes that take place in our body as we do age. Mandy, do you have anything you want to add? Well, now that I am 50, I actually am experiencing a lot of these things. So I'm looking forward to our next um, podcast because I need to pay closer attention. All right. So thanks for tuning in for today. We hope that you found some practical tips and easy ways to stock your pantry. And again, please just take just a second to scroll down, rate and subscribe to the podcast and share it with a friend that you think could find these things helpful also. And we'll talk to you on our next episode. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you gained a little more info to help you along your journey to your best life. We would love it if you would take just a minute to write this podcast and share it with your family and friends. And as always, let us know if you have anything you would like us to talk about on any future episodes. And don't forget, go to the Fitness Nutritionist Corner, our private Facebook group, where we'll have those fun challenges. We'll answer your questions and support women along their journey to a better health. You can also contact us on our website at thefitnessnutritionist.com. And that's nutritionist with an S. 
And just remember, ladies, you are worth it.